Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again. I'm your host, Minister Joel Lewis, and we have our co-host on the line this morning here. But this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. I want to thank you once again to uh, for being in on our show again. Uh, this is our weekly podcast, and we're happy to be here. But this is a very special weekend. This is Resurrection Weekend here. This is Resurrection Weekend, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it as the show go on. But we have our co-host on the line. Now, we have an open forum today. Uh, but we definitely want to share the good news of our Lord and Savior, for he is risen. He's risen from the dead like he said he would be. So our hope is our hope is not lost, but as he lives, we should live and also be able to face tomorrow. And so I'll bring my co-host in here in, uh, in just to say hello to you, and we'll get back with you. But I want you to be mindful that God is ever-present. I want you to be mindful that he is never leaving nor forsake you. This is a challenging time for me and my family. We lost my mother, the patriarch of the family, uh, Mother Hill, Irma Jean, Lala. She would spend so much to so many people, and so I am just honored to just have, uh, uh, just uh, being her son. You know, Mom did the best that she could. Mom did the best that she could, and we uh, we thank God that her labor was not in vain. None of us is in jail. All of us have families. We have jobs. Mama put different skills in each and every one of us, and we were able to work those skills to the fullest, and we thank Mom for planting that seed. But yet, we have been called to continue to keep her memory and her legacy alive by our living. And so as we think about Resurrection Sunday, we have no reason to be sad, for as he is risen, Although we will see our mother again, she's sitting at the right hand of God, and then I would like to think she interceded on our behalf. She like said, "Please, Father, forgive them. Please, Father, uh, uh, look over them, look past their sins, for we have an advocate in heaven, not only our Lord and Savior, but our mother also." And so I just wanted to share that there with you and how I feel about uh, about my mom. You know, like I. Uh, I'm going to bring Brother Daniel here in a few minutes, but I was thinking about this record here that I listened to some time ago that said, I, I love my mama. She's my favorite girl. I love my mama. There's nobody like her in the world. So to me and my family, we're just uh, happy in Jesus, and my condolences go out to my brothers and my sisters and all our friends and family members for the loss of my dear mother, for a uh, servant, for a uh, uh, a good lady. So then we bring Brother Daniel here just to say hello to us, and we are going with the business at hand. And so we want to thank you once again. Again, you can call into the program at 310-982-4126. You can call into the program. Again, that number is 310-982-4126. And so we want to thank you for being a part of what we're doing. And I pray that you've been listening to our programs in the past. We have some pretty good shows, and we've been really uh, blessed by the guests that we've been having on the program. And, and I'll do, uh, you know, we just don't have any kind of guests on here per se. They usually have uh, credibility, and they have weight behind what they are talking about. You know, with this pandemic, epi- uh, uh, this a pandemic episode that's going on in the country, and around the world, 
We brought in a physician, a health care specialist to talk about this pandemic to set some things straight. Because sometimes people don't really believe things are going on. Sometimes people think it's fake. Sometimes people say, well, I'm going to just do what i always done. But I beg to differ. I beg that we need to take these things to heart. We know that God can do all things and will do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthened us through the Holy Spirit. But we have to be mindful that God is ever present. We got to be mindful not to provoke him. We got to be mindful to be within his will. And as churches are being closed and shut it down for the last several weeks, but it should call us closer to our Lord and Savior. I like to say, uh, stand in place but in the presence of the Lord. And you too could be in the presence of the Lord and don't have to be worried about being shut down. Uh, and uh, and so I want you to continue to lift up, uh, lift up the name of Jesus at anything and everywhere that you go, you know, because God is ever present. We're having a problem getting Brother Daniel in, in here today, so we're going to just uh, play a little music and then we'll bring him in shortly, okay? Kick back and enjoy. You'll listen to another episode of Free on the Inside Ministry. I'm your co-host, Minister Joel Lewis. And again, that call-in number, you too could be a part of this program, is 310 310- Okay, so let's sit back and relax, grab a cup of coffee, and see what God is up to at this time and in this season. Amen. Top of the morning to you. Good morning, there, brother Daniel. You're on the net. Hey, how y'all doing today? Doing great. We have some technical difficulties, but we got that matter resolved. Welcome, welcome, welcome. 
I hope I didn't lose communications with you for very long. No, I'll just sit down and just let you do a little talking today. And I know, I know we're going through some perilous times with you and and you know, your situation with your family and you, you lost your mother and everything. And, and I'm just here today to just basically to to bond with you and to uh, minister to you at the same time and tell you that uh, you know, God's taking everything in hand and He's uh. He's controlling everything, uh, Reverend Lewis, you know. And uh, I can basically, we can go back to a whole lot of reminiscing about how me and you and your family and my family and everybody all knew each other. And we all, you know, go from a long way with each other, Reverend Lewis. You know, we all, we all family, man, you know. You know. And uh, there's a lot of things going on in our world today, and we're going through a catastrophe with this pandemic and everybody's walking around with fear and doubt and and basically we don't know what tomorrow may bring but we also know that through Jesus he's made a guarantee that he's going to bring everything back into order you know when everything seems like it's going in chaos and it's everything's going all to the left, Jesus brings it back to the right. He puts it all in order, you know. When you can't see the end of the road, when you're driving down a highway, but the Bible states that Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the first Jesus is the first and the last. God through Jesus Christ is the first and the last. So we don't basically have to worry about anything. You know. Don't let your heart be troubled. Thank you for those words of encouragement, brother Daniel. Thank you. And you know, as you were sharing uh your thoughts regarding our my mother and, and the family and I couldn't do nothing but smile because we had happy times, and uh, your house uh, was the same way, and my house was the same way towards you. And Mom always yeah. uh, had something for us to eat, you know, same with your house. We all grew up in the same neighborhood where people really cared about each other, and families really took the interest in each other. And, and if I went someplace, uh, you know, Mom felt comfortable with it uh, because she knew where I was at and, and she knew that I'd be taken care of down at, at your house and at, around your people. And my mother felt the same about you. And you come over there, she treated you and your family like uh, like a son. And so yeah. uh, we thank God that we had people like that in our life to raise us. And they instilled in us a sense of, of caring and commitment in the neighborhood, you know. Even Amen. though we are up Amen. in the
and they, yeah. they worked on jobs when we didn't even have the sensibility of what they was going through when we came up they in the segregation Amen. And, and you know desegregation and, and we was cornered in our little neighborhood and we didn't realize that once we get outside our neighborhood we were ostracized and we were uh, and we were mistreated you know we used to go downtown mm-hmm. to a little place downtown and we could only go certain places and we didn't think much of it my mom and dad told her when you go down there you do this and we didn't understand but we were obedient we didn't even ask them why you know yeah. When you went someplace, you said Mr. and Mrs., and we didn't know why. Well, we were just obedient. And now today, society, people don't want to do those things, not even to their own race. They don't want to respect yeah, their race. You know, that's a little um, thing, really, uh, Reverend Lewis. I want to talk about a little bit of what's going on with Speak Daniel. up a little bit, Brother Daniel, so I can hear you. Speak up a little I, bit. I would like to talk a little bit about what's going on today, like, uh, we're going through a, a treacherous time in uh, in this city and America. And basically, it's going on with people, basically, that don't want to heed to instruction. And a lot of people don't want to follow orders or rules. And basically, uh, they're real inconsiderate to other people's health or well-being. And as you were saying, like, uh, mostly all the elderly people, they are mostly susceptible to this virus. You know what I'm saying? So I would say that mostly all the opinions that I have gotten from youngsters and younger people, basically they were saying that I'm not going to get sick with this virus. This is an old folks virus. I don't get I'm not going to worry about nothing. But I would look at it like this. How would you worry about not making somebody else sick because you think you got everything together? I got everything together. But if it wasn't for the prayers of the righteous, the prayers of your grandmama, your prayers of your mama, or any elderly person that basically would sit the slate together for you when you thought you had it all together and you wouldn't take time to ask God to forgive me or to guide me and you put it all on yourself in the world thought the world could bring you through but the world can't bring you through because right now the world needs God it needs it needs ask God to forgive us and if it wasn't for the elderly people setting the slate for us, basically there won't be any future. So I would say that I see that people, and uh, I think the other day they showed a, a, a film about this uh, congressman named Mr. Uh, congressman Vizi. He had uh, put a video on on the Internet. He showed that how these people... Basically, we're all congregating around each other. Everybody all outside. Nobody wants to be susceptible to order. They're doing their own thing. While the whole city is supposed to be in lockdown, but at the same people, at the same time, you see people trying to do their own things. 
You know what I'm saying? And the only way we ever going to try to basically put this virus in check or go hit the peak, as they say, in order for it to go down on the infection rate, we're going to have to basically go by uh, just a general staying away from each other and all the places. Basically, what's happening, if this virus cannot find a body to get in, basically, it will die. And that's all what it is, too. Well, you know, you got anything about knowing anything about science or biology, you know, a virus has to have a body in order for it to live in. Now, there's some people that think maybe it might be in the air. It might be. But basically, they had had a study that basically said it's on surfaces and it's on people that cough and sneeze. So basically, if you stay around from people and basically you get this thing time to die out, because it's been proven that over in Italy, it did the same thing. It's ravaged the whole country. But basically, they were in kind of like a lockdown. It was a small country. And what happened, and it was inedible, it killed a lot of people around Lewis. You know what I'm saying? But once it went through, it was done. You understand? So yeah. we basically, we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to do this. You have to have a host. Yeah, and we're going to have to basically, you're going to have to, you have to have people be responsible. You know, this thing that you're a young person and you're not going to get sick, I have seen some some young people go through some things. Basically, it says if you got any kind of health ailment inside of you, it's going to toll, make a toll on you. You know, so I know a lot of young people got asthma. There's some people got high blood pressure. So we're saying that we all in this struggle together. I'll put it like this. This should be one, basically, where everybody pulls together as being one team. You know, that's the way it should be. And and what I'm saying is uh, if you look at it, I would say that the church and it should have the ability or the power to get people's mind to understand that God gives you wisdom. He also protects you, but at the same time, he gives you common sense to know that when something's going to hurt you, don't go around it. Can I get an amen on that, Reverend Lewis? Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. And, amen. and I was just thinking that, you know, he give us that wisdom, you know. Uh, to uh, make choices and things. And, you know, uh, I was thinking about the hand sanitizer and the uh, face shield and the other garment that the professionals use and non-professionals use. And we know those things are good, those things are no word, those things are what we need at such a time as this. But the word of God surpasses all those things. And if we put our trust and our faith in God, he will take care of He's, You know, uh, that shield, like, the face mask, and the garment is just for our comfort, for our assurance, to let us feel good about the situation. But God mm-hmm. is our ultimate protector. Now, I, 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 I encourage everyone to use those items that's, that's available. I encourage everyone to use common sense. I encourage everyone to do the social uh, distance. Uh, 
and to be sheltered in place, but but in the presence of the Lord. I encourage you to do all those things there, but I also encourage you not to worry about these things, not to be overly concerned about the fight of the world here, because if God be for you, who could be against you? Amen. And things going to happen, good things happen to bad people, and the scriptures say it rains on the just as well as the unjust. And so in this time, in this here season, we need to be mindful of our elected officials, need to be mindful of our health uh, care and our health providers and follow the mandate that's been set before them because God is still in charge. Sometimes, matter of fact, all the time, God let things happen. He, I, we let things happen for a reason. We would never know what these reasons are. But we have to realize that regardless of what happened on this side of heaven, that God is still in charge. You said some things there, Brother Daniel. And, you know, and, and as you were saying those things, I was thinking about uh, tomorrow, Resurrection Sunday. And, you know, uh, and when Jesus was on the cross, uh, he had some words that were profound, some words that stretched through the annals of time. Yeah. And then we refer to those as the last seven sins of Jesus on the cross. And one of them was in the book of Luke, the 23rd chapter, the 31st verse. And as Jesus was being led to the cross, and they say he had two thieves there with him, and they were being crucified on the cross there. He said he had one on the left and one on the right, and people started hurling insults at him, and he looked up at his mm. heavenly father while he was on the cross, and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Brother Rick, people are running around in a panic. It's a it's a panic, uh, uh, it's an epidemic that's going on, but people are in a panic state. There. They're doing things they're not are mindful of. So we have to be mindful that we need to pray for those people and ask God to forgive them for they know not what they do. And in our own Amen. life, we have made some mistakes and some errors, and we pray that God, is uh, through his son Jesus, intervene on our behalf and watch it over us for our failures and our mistakes. You know, Brother Daniel, as those two thieves was on the cross, we have things that are that we're uh, that we're being crucified for on a daily basis. Sometimes we're crucified from uh, yesterday, and we've been crucified for yesterday. We're concerned about yesterday, and we're concerned about tomorrow. I'm gonna put, say that again. We're just like those uh, criminals on the cross. We've been crucified from yesterday, and we've been crucified for tomorrow. We could concerned about yesterday, did I do it right, did I, uh, am I going to be able to overcome it, and we're concerned about tomorrow, what do tomorrow hold, am I going to have enough, is it going to be all right, do, uh, can I manage these things here, but I encourage you to cast your curls upon him, for he cares for you, you know, Amen. we don't have to be overly concerned about these things, yes, be concerned. Be concerned. Jesus will know that we're concerned. He's right there with us to give us some peace and some calmness and an assurance that everything's going to be all right. So I was thinking about those last seven sins of Jesus. And when you said things, I listened to what you say. And those things are profound. And we need to be mindful of what God is saying. God is speaking to us in this time. You know, we've been told by our officials to shelter in place. And I got to thinking, maybe God is telling us to buckle down. Maybe God is telling you to mm-hmm. be still. I need to talk to you. Maybe God is trying to get our attention. Shelter Amen. in place, but in the presence of the Lord. 
Father, forgive them, but they know not what they do. We're going to talk some yeah. more about those several last sins. Well, Lord, it comes. Words, mean a, uh, words makes a difference, Brother Daniel. You know what? Yeah. We, as a society, as a human being, have been shaped by words. When we were younger, people said you'll never be able to do this. You're not smart enough. You're not tall enough. You don't look good enough. And those words shaped us. But imagine what Jesus' words meant on the cross. And he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. But then we done a lot of stuff. We done some stuff that we don't even tell each other. You know? Mm. And, and guess what? God has forgiven us through his son, Jesus, because he came in the fullness of time and died for your sins and mine. What a mm. mighty God mm. we said. And I just thought maybe we just reminisce off of that as you uh, share some things. Amen. And I wanted to talk about the seven last sins of our Lord and Savior. Because words make Amen. a difference, brother Dave. Words what define me yeah. when I was yeah. younger, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what this program yeah. about being free on the inside. Because some people have been held hostage, man, by bad decisions, by financial uh, uh, stress, man, by loved ones, by sons that they walked away from, daughters that they abandoned. Wives that uh, uh, they're separated from. We've we've just been held hostage by these things. But God, through his son, Jesus came to set us free. And we can be truly free on the inside. You know, Brother Daniel, as we think about Resurrection Sunday, how Jesus left that tomb. He left at that place that they had counted him out. South Pass, man, we're still hanging around those places where people that counted us out. We need to get up and move around. You know, around. people that counted you out hey. in your education, and so you living in that in that state of une- of being uneducated. You need to get up and go to school. I recall my wife; uh, she had a, a, a she had a, a, a relative. It was a, a, a it was a relative of hers. I don't know what relationship they were, but he came from Detroit. And when we were younger, uh-huh. man, we was in our thirties. This man was like sixty five. And he was taking some uh-huh. online class. And I thought that was a, a remarkable man. You 65 years yeah. old and you taking online classes. You would think that your huh. life is your productive. Your productive you say your, your life is over. Yeah, amen. But yet he still <laughs> wanted to learn more. And I got to thinking in me, in, in my life and your life, that the best is yet to come. Father, forgive them. But they know not what they do in Luke twenty three. And that was Amen. some of the things that Brother Lewis said. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, it goes I used to get, I used to get a lot of stuff like this to myself. Yeah. I used to get a lot of fire fighting at me. I used to get a little fire, man. People would tell me, man, they asked me, man, why you wanna go back to school for? Why you wanna do this for? Why you wanna do that? You know, I say basically you can't count me out. You can't count me out. I was thinking about hey, I was looking last night, Brother Lewis. I was looking at some old fight films about all these old fighters, and I was looking at a lot of stuff about Mike Tyson. I looked at it, and I saw how how the life of Mike Tyson came about. You know, he he started off a young man, and then all of a sudden he had a mentor, and then his mentor died. And then he kind of lost focus in himself. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have nobody really to motivate him because at the same time, when he had all his success, he was young. And then when he lost yes. his motivator, it kind of took him for a loop. You know what I'm saying? 
And then he got all around the bad people. All the bad folks started attaching themselves to him. You know, women, managers, you know, telling him stuff and doing stuff with him. You know what I'm saying? Then he got all looked around. And then, you know, the enemy stepped in. And he went around like that and got in trouble. But at the same time, like, he never gave up. You know, you might say he likes silly and crazy, but at the same time, I look at it, Mike Tyson must have a good mentality about himself because right now he's an older man, and he's still here with us. Yeah. You know that? He's still here in this world with us. He got a family. He got wives. He got money. He still got money. You know what I'm saying? How many people you know that messed up that much like that and basically don't have finance in order to make it every day. You know what I'm saying? And don't even have the any man sense. has to have you know, something going gone for too, so, and that's even, yeah. even God watch over our foolishness, man. In Titus yeah. 3 and yeah. 3, it said, one time we were messed up, Ricky. We were sinful, we rebelled, we were stupid, but when God manifested his love in us and, and, and reconciled us to, uh, to his son, Jesus, when Jesus reconciled us to God, man, and renewed man, man. us, man. And we became a son man. and an heir to a heavenly kingdom. You know, even, man, even in the midst of our, our screw-up, God was still there for us, man. And, Rick, man, and I man. want to share with this here also. On, the, on one of the sayings that Jesus said that as he was hanging on the cross, you know, the thieves started laughing at him on one of them. So I said, you know, if you really yeah. be the Christ, huh. if you really could do all those things that they said you could do, they heard, I heard yeah. everything that you said, that you have, how you raised the dead and how you fed the, the masses and how you healed the sick. Won't you just come on down and take me with you? <laughs> and that other thing mm-hmm. said, man, man, wait a minute, you got this thing all wrong here. We deserve to be here. We deserve to uh, 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 to be crucified. But this man, this man Jesus, is a just man, is a noble man, is a righteous man. He don't deserve none of this. He did none of nobody. Uh, uh, to Amen. And, uh-huh. said, and when you get to your kingdom, Jesus, when you get to your home, will you remember me? And Jesus said, today, Amen. today you'll Amen. be with me in paradise. That's in Luke. 23 mm-hmm. and 43. And I got to thinking, yeah. salvation is just that, just right at hand, Ricky. We don't have to wait till we get to the church. In this day and time, that's really, really, really important. That's really That's the what we're trying to say today. That's what we're trying to say. God is trying to get our attention. He's trying to get us off to ourselves so he can basically speak to you with all this clutter that we're getting around from other things. Seeing, trying to yeah. be famous and trying to look uh, entertainment. You know, most of the I see is a lot of entertainment, you know, jumping up and down and hollering. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, I was looking at uh, some something on, on uh, about these praise dancers and all this. To me, that's a little entertainment. You know, if I can just get you in a place that I can speak, you can hear my voice, and you won't have no kind of distraction. But basically, when I get you by yourself, then you can hear me. But I'm going to use this thing. I'm going to close down the dances. I'm going to close down the football games. I'm going to close down the soccer games. I'm going to close down the basketball games. 
all on cold down some of these things that you're going to work to every day. You can't go to work and you can't spend no time with me. I'm going to close it down till you hear me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you know, Brother Dave, I, and you were saying that there. I was thinking about, uh, you know, what uh, and what Luke was saying, Luke 23, 43. And, said, and I tell you now, today you'll be with me in paradise. You know, in Psalms 23, and he said that, here I lead you beside the still water, and I restore your soul, and I lead you to green pastures. And I got to thinking how Jesus wants to be our everything. He wants to be our shepherd. You know, in the midst of everything going on, we still can find peace and comfort and assurance in our Lord and Savior. He still wants Amen. to be our uh, edge shepherd. You know, right now we've been led to and fro by the economy, by, uh, uh, by the, uh, uh, the flow of the news media. We've been led and led and drugged, tossed to and fro. But we're in the presence of the Lord. That's peace. That's comfort and insurance. And he said, I tell you today, you'll be with me in paradise. You know, Brother Dang, we don't have to die and go to heaven to find peace. We can find peace right here on earth in the presence of the Lord. And Amen. I want people to know that on Resurrection Sunday, and on Resurrection Weekend, that we can still find peace in the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And those seven last words mean a lot. God said, we're defined mm. by words, man. Can you imagine Jesus on the cross and he's sharing these words? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Today you'll be with me. Man, I messed up. And I made some commitments that I couldn't follow through on. And some people made some commitments that they didn't follow through on me. They said, man, come here tomorrow and I'll make things all right. Come next week and I'll make things all right. But Jesus said, you don't have to wait for those things. I got that power to do it today. Today, today, today. So today if you're feeling without, if today you're feeling lonely, today you're feeling that you need a friend. Put your hand in the master's hand, for he's a friend to the very end. Heaven and earth will fade away, but the word of God and God will last forever. You know, uh, this is a challenging time for me and my family with the passing of my mother, but I am so grateful that in spite of all her illnesses and her longevity of battling different illnesses, that God took her away in a very peaceful manner. She didn't have to go to the hospital. She went to to various machines and things. She just went on home in her sleep. God was so gracious to her, so faithful to her. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I will never put no more on you than you can bear. And today you'll be with me. In and that's a calling for all of us that believe that uh, in our Lord and Savior. We don't have to be terrified for the things, that, for the pandemic that's going on, and the epidemic that's going on, and the Corona-19 virus that's running rapid. We can find peace in the midst of a storm. We can have paradise Amen. right here in the presence of the Lord. Sheltered Amen. in place, but in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I want you to just think about that. Amen. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I've been seeing a lot of things on the news, Reverend Lewis, about us. I was kind of worried about right now. I've I've been seeing a lot of, you know, youngsters and stuff at home and kids not in school. Not only the, you know, the elementary kind of kids, but I'm looking at the kind of like the teenager kids and stuff around the house all day and 
they've been around and they don't have nothing to do and and you know I just wonder how how is are we gonna basically uh, come out of all this once all this come together that even in the school system, you know? And uh I think we and you discussed this a little bit before we got on the arrow but uh, sometimes I'm believing that the, the educational system uh, it's going to have to be revamped until they figure out how to uh, get people in order to uh, be around each other that won't infect people, infect the kids and stuff like that in the school. So I would say like uh, I got some grandkids and they're doing the homework online and the teachers are talking to them online, you know, and I can basically go back to the, you know, educational system myself because I've been involved in it too. And uh, most of the half of all the, the educational part was kind of like a discipline problems, you know what I'm saying? Uh, basically from the 6th grade to the 7th grade and 8th graders, well, you know, we have this something like we feel like you have this flush of hormones that come in these young kids and they get to acting wild and crazy and you can't get them to act right and they want to jump up and down and run up and down the hallway and, and basically Sometimes there's no learning going on for about a year or something, basically, and then you're trying to figure out, you know, what you want to do and what you want to do in life, or do I really want to be somebody, or do I want to go around and get in trouble, do I want to get in a gang, you know, and all this is going on together. So through homeschool now, I could see that they're basically putting the children in the parents' hands now. You know what I'm saying, Rem Lewis? And, and Richard, that's what they—that's what they need to be in the parents' hands. You know, because a lot of times we didn't—we didn't gave too much uh, control over to our kids because they're running rampant, and we need to control those things right where they start at home. And I wanted to address that as you brought that up. I think you brought that up, and we talked about that earlier before we uh, uh, earlier in the show. In John the 19th chapter, we talking about the level, the seven last sins of Jesus, and Jesus' mother was at the at the uh, foot of the cross along with one of Jesus' disciples, John, and he looked at his mother, and he looked at John, and he said, "Woman, here is your son, and son, here is your mother." And talking about that, we should have care one for another. He did not want us to be alone. As you was talking about how the kids are running rapidly, it's causing us as a generation, as one that have been bought with a price to take ownership of it. We talk for men to come back to uh, to their rightful place. We talked about that the other day, how we as uh-huh. men have gave our right away there. The women have done a great job, and we thank God for the women, the single-parent women there. But men, it's time for us to come on back home. It's time for us it's to, time for uh, the men to do the things that God put us to do. God have established men Amen. to be in charge. And we need our women. And guess what? God will use women because in the Bible, when it wasn't a man in place, God used a woman. Ask Deborah. God used a woman to encourage a man to fight a battle. You know, Amen. And Brother Daniel, uh, you know, I, I have a grandson, and when I leave the house, from the time that he was uh, six years old, now he's 18, I always say, now you're in charge. 
he ain't always live with us, but when he's at the house and I leave the house, and even when his mom and his grandma was sitting in the living room, I said, now, you're in charge. When you when I leave now, you, you're you responsible for the household. And I was saying mm-hmm. that in a sense to let him know that as long as a man is in, the, in, is in a general area, we ought to take charge. Yes, it's some things that you can't do because you don't have the wit or the, or the knowledge right now, but I want you to work on those things. When the doorbell rang, you go out to the door. When it's Amen. things that need to be done, you take care of. You don't send the women out there to fight. You don't the send the women out you. there fighting no battle. Oh, yeah, man. you know the one, man, you know, Back yeah. in the day, we had a bad rap on those things that when the insurance man come by the house, when they used to come by the house, a <laughs> uh, bill collector, we said, "Send your mom out there, let her talk on. to us." Instead of the man going Amen. out and saying, hey, "I can't manage it right now," but I'm working hey, and I got hey, my little check hey, coming Rebel in. Lewis, you know what? You know what? That didn't even go back down the. Uh, slavery days, you know what I'm saying? I think the the back in the day, the the black man couldn't go out and face the white man, so he basically sent his wife out there because he know the man would kind of sympathize with the woman, and he basically he wouldn't basically go real rude with him. You know, he go rude him, but I saw him bringing his his uh, uh aggression out on the man. He'll take it out on the woman. You know what I'm saying? So that go basically that goes yeah. back even to the old days, Rem Lewis. Yeah. You know, and, and so, that's so true, though, so, brother. When we got out of slavery, we didn't change that mentality. And I we didn't change that, that mentality as we progressed yeah, yeah. up until the yeah. 60s and the 70s. We still had that because why? Because our kids they grew up seeing those things. There. And then when we had the responsibility, we didn't want to instill, instill those in our kids. And a lot of times we didn't want our kids to go through the same thing we went through. We actually spoiled a whole generation, or maybe two generations, because we didn't want our kid to suffer. Baby, you ain't got to go to work. Baby, you ain't got to have no responsibilities. I take care of it. And now we look back and we see kids are incarcerated. They're on drugs. They're homeless because we did not give them no responsibility. You know, and they ride around their own. You know, right now, Ricky, you know, something that we took for common, uh, uh, you know, it was a, uh, it was just a rite of passage with getting a driving license. You would go down there, you would take the test. If you pass, you were okay. If you fail, you go to take it again. And now, you yeah, know, our young kids don't want to, they don't want to take the driving test. And now they don't make the driving Some test. Some of them driving so around don't have nobody's license. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they make the test so yeah. stressful now that you got to take a test online. You got to go to a, a defensive driving course. Then you got to set up an apartment to go down there to take the license, to, to take the test. Amen. And so the kids just, we have no patience. We have no commitment because we did not instill that into our young people. And I'm guilty, too. I'm guilty. But I was just thinking about what you were saying there. And Jesus had told uh, uh, Mary, his mother, and told John, hey, now, I want y'all to care for each other. And Brother Daniel, that's mm-hmm. community there. That's love right there. Amen. Even though... Uh, he knew that he was going to be with the father. He still wanted to make sure that uh, his mother's needs were met and that his disciple was being comforted. We need to mm-hmm. bring that mentality, that mindset back to our community. I don't live in the community no more, but I still want the best for the community. Those are not my kids, but I still want the best for those kids. Doing my voting, doing the uh Right now we're doing the census. Oh, I don't live on that side of town, so I don't really. Con- I'm not concerned with them having a library or them having a park. No, 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 no. That isn't right. Jesus said, 
through the seven last sins, we should have curl one for another. And to love our, uh, our parents, man. Love, mom. I'm grown now and gone. But, I, you know, in, in, in college and I'm living across country and I'm a doctor and a physician and people call me mister and I don't want to call mama up because I don't want to think about the things <laughs> that we did and the food that we ate. No, no, no. That's ungodly. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm calling men to come back. To uh, to their rightful position in Christ Jesus, brother Daniel, we got a call on the line here. We want to bring them in, man, because we sharing life, but we also sharing the seven last sins of our Lord and Savior. Because the words make a difference, and just think those words come from the Holy Writ makes a difference in our life. Okay, bring the call in, Reverend Lewis. Yeah, we bring. Good morning, caller. You on the net? Welcome. You got an every code of seven zero eight. Good morning, caller. You're on the net. Eric Code 708. Well, God bless you. Just uh, listening to the program, you know you always welcome to lend your voice to the program because this is what it's all about. We want to hear from you. For um, This is a community uh, format here. We uh, encourage you to uh, voice your opinion. Maybe you can make a difference, you know, from one plant and one water, but God and only God give the increase. So thank you for calling in, and always uh, uh, make uh, note of this program every Saturday morning from the 8 o'clock hour to the 9 o'clock hour. So, Brother Daniel, our caller just said he just wants to just listen in. We pray that we must be saying something that just kind of took his breath away, so we thank God for that opportunity as he wanted to just listen to the program. Brother Daniel, I want to go on with the seven last sins of Jesus here because words are profound, brother. And then one of the words he said, my Lord, my Lord, why have you forsaken me? In the book of Mark, the 15th chapter, the 31st verse, the 34th verse, rather. And, you know, brother, sometimes we feel like God has left us. We sound like we're all alone. Mm. Sometimes we feel like we're in this here by ourselves. But if we can just look around, if we just have our eyes open, we just open our ears and we can see God hand at work. Just getting up on the morning Amen. like this, we go outside and we see that God is still present. We have a nice, beautiful morning. We have a, a, a pleasant uh, atmosphere with the weather and temperature. We have food on our table. We have a roof over our head. We know that some people don't have those things. But God is Amen. still on the throne. He said, God, why yes, did right. Jesus fail abandoned. Why? Because the weight of the world was on him. All the sins of the world was on him. And God, God can't be in the presence of sin. So just for a moment, God had turned his back, closed his eye on Jesus. Uh-huh. But Jesus knew oh, that Jesus. regardless of what's going on, his father's always that with. Remember when he stood out before Lazarus' tomb and he said, Father, I'm praying to you and I'm praying this out loud that everyone can hear me because I know you always hear me. He knew that the Father was always present. But for a moment, he felt abandoned. Ricky, sometimes we feel abandoned. Sometimes we feel lost. Sometimes we feel like that nobody feels our plight but us. But I beg to differ. If you give it a moment and you open up your eyes, you will see that God is ever present. You know, uh, I do care ministry this it's a scripture that I quote with our young men down there. It's Isaiah 35, verses 5 and 6, or maybe verses 7 and 8. I look at it. But it's in Isaiah 35. And it said that God would open up those blinded eyes, and God would unstop those dead ears, and God would make an oasis in a dry place. 
Remember, Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Make it an oasis. I'm going to make it comfort. I'm going to make it a place of, 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 of uh, comfort right where you are. Yes, things don't look right, but I'm going to fix it where you're comfortable. I'm going to open your eyes Amen. up where you can see me at work. Brother Daniel, we need to be mm. very mindful of this pandemic that's uh, that's rampant uh, and going to around the world. We need to be mindful. This is the hand of God. We don't know what He's up to, but we can know that He Amen. that uh, that it's in His will. Let His will be done in our life yeah. and in the life of a nation, in the life of a world, in the life of His people, whether they black, white, or whatever they may be. Let his perfect will be done. I got to thinking, how often have we felt like that God had forgot about him? I know, Brother Daniel, when I wasn't a Christian and I was doing my own thing and I fell on hard times, I felt like God had left me. But little did I know at that time that he didn't leave me. He was just quiet. He was just sitting there with me. Sometimes we go around people. Like, I can understand that with the passing of my mother and, and the passing of other loved ones. We don't know what to say. But sometimes just being around them, just being silent, that's the most, that is so confident. That's a comfort there. You ain't always got to say nothing. You can just say, I'm here. I can't Amen. resolve this issues that you're going through, but you're not there by yourself. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But then we come mm. to the realization that he never left you. He's still there with you in the midst of the hurt yeah. and the pain and the disappointments. You know, uh, He's still holding close to you. He's still got a head. I can remember. I can remember Red Lewis when I was going you know through what I'm something saying, with my family. I can imagine seven last sins. Seven last words. You know, like a. Sometimes people think that basically maybe God's not listening to you. Or he's not hearing you. He's not seeing what's going on. But uh, I would say he's sitting on the background. He's just looking. And he's just basically waiting for you to come to him. Huh? Uh, Hebrews 4 and 15 says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So that means that we got somebody on top of us, and it can't really, it can't, back, it can't like you say, how God turned it, like he said, like he forsaked him. Because God cannot look at sin, He cannot, He cannot, you know what I'm saying? He can't tolerate it, you know. He can't tolerate it. And that's why some people basically get all hooked up on uh, thinking, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that, and Walker, you cannot, you cannot, he cannot, he cannot tolerate it, Reverend Lewis. You know what I'm saying? Until people basically get in their mind that understand that we were born into sin and we are all sinful vessels until we accept Jesus in our heart to cleanse us. He is the mediator between God. You know what I'm saying? That's what happened yeah, on the that's cross. That's so true. That's so, yeah. Hey, Brother Daniel, I got a caller here. We're going to see if we can bring him in right quick. 
Okay. Good morning, caller. You're on the net. 2693, good morning. Would you like to say something to our co-host and myself and our listening audience? Well, amen. God bless you. So thank you for calling in. Uh, free on the Inside Ministry uh, on each and every Saturday morning. The calling number, as always, is 310-982-4126. Again, thank you, and please enjoy this program. Go back and listen to some of our archive show. Brother Daniel, we only got a few more minutes here, and I wanted to just share with mm-hmm. you. Man, you're making some powerful comments, man. And, you know, and... Um, yeah. Uh, you know, our show is only scheduled for an hour. Sometimes you want to go over, but we realize that we uh, that, uh we we respect our guests and we respect our listening audience, and so we want to be very mindful. But a, a couple others saying that Jesus said from the crowd, He said, "I thirst." In John nineteen and twenty eight, He said, "I thirst, I thirst." That was so the scripture can be fulfilled. But you know, we ought to be thirsty for more of the gospel. We ought to be thirsty to have a, a little bit more time with Jesus. What making you thirsty to be in the presence of the Lord? You know, brother, as we uh, as we uh, take in nutrition in our body, sometimes things get a little salty, and that salt make you thirst. Sometimes, brother Daniel, when we're going through hard times and we're going through disappointments, that ought to make you want to thirst to have more of Jesus. I don't know what's going on, God, but I want a little bit more of you. I'm thirsty for you. The doctor said that things wasn't working out in my body. I'm going to be thirsty for you, but we should let that drive us to it. We should have a thirst uh, each and every day. You know, sometimes we only uh, uh, want more of Jesus when things get real difficult for us. I encourage you today to set your mind on godly things. Set your mind on noble things. Set your mind on the thing that will turn in God. I encourage you to have that thirst for our Lord and Savior each and every day. You know, Brother Dane, because life is challenging. Life brings about a lot of toss and turn. And, you know, the race is not given to the swift or to the ones that endure. And as you were talking about Hebrews, I think about Hebrews, uh, uh, the 12th chapter. And it said, now, uh, uh, now uh, we should run this race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. We're in a journey right here, brother. And that journey, we it, it, it's a long-term journey, and we get a little weary in the race. And I encourage you, whenever you're getting weary, whenever you're getting tired and frustrated, just get a little bit of Jesus, and he'll make everything all right. I'm saying a little bit of Jesus because we need him each and every day. You know, God is so mm-hmm. awesome and so powerful. We just can't take him all at one time. We got some years that's already called out for us, and we need to maximize that time to be in the presence of the Lord. You know, Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, God's glory fell upon him, and it was so powerful that the disciples couldn't even uh, look at him. And the glory of God was so powerful on Moses on the Mount of Mount, uh, Mount Sinai that they said they had to put a sheet over his face. I love to have a all of Jesus the glory is so great, Brother Daniel. I couldn't take it. I'd be walking you around here like, it. oh, man, what happened to him? <laughs> he just comes down uh, from the mountain and he just, and, you know, we can't even look yeah, at him. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know that, did you? You know, Moses had a veil over his face. Yeah. Ooh, you know, so, so I just said, that's why I encourage you, get a little bit of Jesus each and every day, and he'll make things all right. You know, sometimes people Amen. try to get too much of it. 
and then they know earthly good. <laughs> you know, they walking around, they spaced out, they condemning everybody. Everybody's going to hell. Everybody's bad. Everybody ain't living right. But if you get a little bit of Jesus at a time, he'll teach you how to manage life disappointment. I took a course some time ago before I became into uh, uh, to the realization of Jesus Christ said, and the course was called Managing Your Discomfort. And I like to think it's the Bible. The Bible is our instruction before leaving earth. Our Bible is, is our manual telling us how to manage our discomforts. When things ain't going right, you call on Jesus. When your finances ain't right, you call on Jesus. Our Bible is our instruction before leaving earth. Jesus said some words that are profound. He said some words that that resonate through the ends of time. And he also said it was finished in John 19 and 20. The work that he had done is finished, Brother Daniel. It's finished on this side of earth. He's not healing anymore. He's not raising the dead anymore. I'm talking about in the physical. He's doing it in the spiritual, but not in the physical. And he said in the things mm-hmm. that I've done, you should do greater. I got to thinking, how in the world can I open up the blinded eye? How in the world can I get a lame man to walk? And I got to thinking and I prayed on those things. God said, you're looking at this thing wrong. I'm talking about it in the physical here. Yes, you can pray for people's salvation and they heal it and they can you know, and those things will come about. But you can also pray for a sin-sick soul. You know, you can pray for a man that that's laying on his bed of affliction in his in his mental state where he don't want to work and he don't want to be uh, supportive to his family. You pray for him. You raising you raising the uh, uh, the lame from his bed. Amen. You can pray for a man who that doesn't see the errors of his ways. He's living a sinful life and he's uh, not concerned about nobody. You can pray for his eyes to be open in the spiritual, brother Daniel. There's a lot of work for us to do. He said, the things that I've done, you could do greater because my time here is finished. Then he goes on to say, he said, now, Father, I, com- I, commit thy- I commit thyself into your hands. He said, now, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit, Luke twenty three forty six. And he said, now, all things uh, uh, belong to the Father. I came from the Father and I go back to the Father. But have a but have this assurance. The place that I go, you'll be there too. I go to prepare a place for you. Brother Daniel, one day one day we'll be able to look at the master face to face. And all our loved ones will be there. Like in the in, in Hebrew would say, You've been surrounded by such great a cloud as witnesses. We too can lay down all that weight and sin that's so easy. We can lay down those cars and those stripes that life has to offer. And looking unto Amen. Jesus with the author and the finish of our faith. Brother Daniel, upon this resurrection weekend, we pray that God manifests his, his, uh, his will in your life and life all our listening audience and that we realize that God is ever present. I thank you, Brother Daniel, for, you know, uh, for uh, encouraging me to come on. I'm telling you, I didn't really think I could do it today, but thank you. And I, and yeah, I was I told thinking you. about the, level, the seven last sands of Jesus. And it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And it makes a difference. Well, you I'm know, Reverend Lewis, you to close it out in a word of prayer if you give your comment. Okay. Heavenly Father, as we set off today for this Restoration Sunday, I ask you to gather the people's minds, gather them together, 
Let them be able to bond themselves where they are, not being around in the church, not being able to basically gather around because this is the first Sunday that basically people are not congregating together with each other. But I want you to be able to know that Jesus is in God is everywhere. He's not only in the church. He's in your home. He's in your heart. Teach them and tell them that you have to ask God to deliver us and instruct us and teach us and tell us to love each other. To love each other because the times are getting so we all going to have to learn how to go on, separate social distances in order for us to find God through Jesus Christ. He is the race. He is the way. He is the way maker. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the Rose of Sharon. He is the cornerstone. He is the backbone. He is the one that's going to bring us through this catastrophe we got in life. So in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray to pull the people together in the world, in the dollars. Bless them. Heal our world, heal our land, heal our minds through the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you now, Brother Daniel. You're listening to another episode of Free on the Inside, your host, Mr. Joy Lewis, and co-host, Brother Richard Daniel. And we are celebrating Resurrection Weekend. We pray that God dwell richly in your life. And remember, words make a difference. Words are profound. But those seven last sayings of Jesus on the cross, it makes, a, 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 it makes you who you are. You have been forgiven. You're not alone. Uh, and, uh, and, and you... Uh, and you and you ought to want more of Jesus. I'm gonna leave it at that. So God bless you. Looking forward to talking with you again next week. So be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Amen. Hallelujah.